forgive and forget. You're a... <laughs> Back to Forgive and Forget podcast with your hosts Marissa Nicole and Cohen Ray. Jimmy, <laughs> I feel like we need a little like burlesque, like drum roll type thing. Burlesque drum roll. Yeah. For you or for me? Both. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny to see me in a burlesque show. Is that just for girls or is this for guys? We don't discriminate here in our burlesque show. Okay. So guys can be in it. Yeah. But is it just... Also, non-binary folks. Okay. This is a burlesque show for all. Perfect. I love it. I'm totally down. Um, I'm drinking a Celsius this morning. It is Arctic Vibe Sparkling Frozen Berry Edition. I'm drinking another coffee. Yeah, emphasis on another. That's my second one. Cohen had a coffee with breakfast this morning, and then we're setting up here, and... Cohen's like, wow, I'm just so thirsty this morning. And then all of a sudden I hear the whisk going because he's making instant coffee. And I'm like, yeah, drink coffee. Or <laughs> yeah, drink coffee. See? No. Yeah. You should drink some water. <laughs> and he's like, I don't like water. I literally don't. Water is the most bland tasting thing that's ever touched my mouth. Like, But literally. like you need it to survive. Well, so... Yeah, you get it from the ice cubes. <laughs> the math I... is not mathing. <laughs> The literally the only thing that I can ever drink water, like actual water, is with a lemon in it. Okay, then put a lemon in it. We have all of that water flavoring. I don't. Where's that at? Because I literally cannot find it. In the it. cabinet on the top shelf. I couldn't see it. Actually, I might have moved it to the drawer when I organized the kitchen. Mm. See. But you never asked me where it is. I thought we lost it. I thought it was gone. Okay, we talked about this in the other episode that we don't lose things, okay? I put things away, and I have homes for my things. Not in this place. Things. Yeah, I have homes, baby. Baby. You I tucked put... in the tiny flavor water, <laughs> the water flavoring. I tucked them in with a nice little blankie. They have a home. Now they do. They had a home before, and I you know, moved it. I know, and then it. I just relocated them. <laughs> Without telling me. <laughs> yeah, but you never asked either. I didn't know you were looking for them. I just thought that we got rid of them because they're not in his place. You know, some places move every now and again. <laughs> See, exactly. Like when my portable apartments. charger, when my portable charger no, moves. No, 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 That's you just leaving it in places and then forgetting where you left it. Me oh, choosing goodness. a new home for something is different. I don't know. Are you guys like Cohen or like me? Do you like water or do you not like water? Something else that I was thinking about this morning that Cohen and I were talking about, more of like a little update before we get into today's topic. I, I sometimes just get, I don't know what to call it, like, like a burst of energy. I would relate it to dog zoomies. But, like, it's more about, like, I want to do something. Like, I have an idea and I need to do it. Because it was just after breakfast and I was getting my little Celsius, getting my straw out of the drawer. It's home. And opened up the drawer and then all of a sudden this, like, wave of energy rushed over me where I was like, I want to pack up this entire apartment right now and go move into the bus. Oh. The bus is not ready for us to move into it. No, but you're seeing all the progress and everything yeah. that it's making and stuff whenever we're down there. Yeah. And you're just like, oh my gosh, like now you're itching. Now you're like, let's fucking go. Yeah. I mean, we technically could move in right now. Yeah. It's not, doesn't have water or electricity. Which I have the water tanks, but all I got to do is put them up and that'll be fine. But in terms of just like a roof over our head that is insulated and sealed. 
not fully sealed 100 percent. the two well, we need like gaskets around our doors but other yeah. than that like yeah everything it's else is sealed and it feels great in there i remember before we went down to the bus this weekend cohen was like okay so we need to get a heater in the bus and ac or whatever and i'm just like why do we need a heater and he's like well because if we're gonna be in 50 degree weather we need a heater and i'm like 50 degree what no no 50 degree weather we're gonna have the windows down and we're gonna be wearing a hoodie underneath a blankie enjoying the like crisp air and he's like no it'll be too cold so we go down to the bus what is it like 54 and we go into that bus and we're sweating it is so well insulated (laughs) that it is toasty in there so we will not need a heater unless we are in like 20 alaska in the winter and it's like below freezing which is good because we don't I don't know at least me i wasn't planning or my thought wasn't to put a heater in it right away mm-hmm. i think we would need an ac unit before we need a heater mm-hmm. because at the end of the day if it's like too hot then like we like the dogs and stuff kitty especially because kitty can't really just go outside we're gonna get her some mesh little like tunnels and stuff to hang out outside so she will be outside but like keeping the animals safe we mm-hmm. need an ac unit versus it being a little, a little more chilly everybody can cuddle up in bed yeah and it's kind of more doable. But we don't really plan on being anywhere in the winter in the bus. We plan on traveling with good weather and traveling with the heat, quote unquote, but not anything that's like, you know, 80 degrees. I feel like prime bus temperatures would be 50s to like like 75 is mm-hmm. kind of like where I would want to be at. And even like 75 is kind of pushing it. I'd be interested to see how it stays cool, though, because of like the insulation. I don't know. Like, it just feels very toasty. Like, it feels good in there. Yeah. So, I'm wondering if the insulation is also good. Because it's supposed to, you know, like, keep warm air in, but also keep cool air in. Like, whatever's in there, it's supposed to stay in there. So, I'm curious of how it'll be when it's hot. If it's just going to be, like, unbearable. Yeah. Or if it's going to be good. I think it'll be good. I mean, after I did the insulation around just the windows, like, the top part of the windows, it was a colder day that day. Mm -hmm. And I was fucking toasting in there. Yeah. And I was just like, damn. And then I went in the next day, which was a little bit more colder. And I was just like, it's fucking hot in here. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it was great. So, and then we fixed that back door that no longer has that big gap because the hinges were broke on it. Mm-hmm. So, the gap's obviously a lot smaller, but it's still not sealed. Yeah, because we don't have, like, the rubber gasket that, like, Correct. you know, external doors, like your house and front door has. Yeah. We don't have those on the emergency door out of, like, the back and then mm-hmm. the handicap door. Yeah. So, and our front door. I guess we don't have those in yet either. But it's, well, like, pretty tight, like, sealed on the window frame. I sealed around the side of it, but around the actual door when it opens up. The door yeah, frame that, itself, the yeah. The door frame itself. So, all the doors rubber. need rubber gasket sealing, but as far as, like, insulating and sealing everything else on the bus, it's toasty. If we moved into the bus, we would be done 100% before April. I mean, if we also didn't have to pay rent. Yeah, if we didn't have to pay rent, we'll be done 100% before Like, April. 100% transparency. Cohen was like, Marissa, we should break the lease. <laughs> yes. Like, after this video, I still might even go and be like, how much is it going to cost for us to break our lease from now to April? Yeah. I never share, like, financials that much. Like, I, I do my little plan with me's when I do my monthly resets, but I only really show how much we spend, not how much I make. And I've always been like that. So, that's not something that's, like, specific to my videos now like i don't know i feel like some things are for the public and some things are not for the public and i don't like sharing financial situations and that's my own like trauma <laughs> my money is my money and like like our money but like I, for, <laughs> she said it. <laughs> i mean for like the people i mean for the people like 
y'all don't need to know how much money I'm making or how much Cohen's making or anything like that. You can see how much we spend. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like how much money I spend on Starbucks, but like <laughs> you don't need to see how much money I'm bringing in. But I've never shared this or whatever, but like last time when my ex and I, we recently just signed a lease together and then we were moving in. We didn't even unpack fully, fully before, unfortunately that relationship ended and we decided to break the lease because at first I was like, you can have the apartment, like I'll, I'll go find something else. Um, and you know, they were like, okay, that's perfect. You know, a couple weeks went by and then they were like, actually, I don't want it either. And I was like, okay, well then yeah, we have to go figure out how to break the lease or whatever. That shit was so expensive, but it was because we it was were breaking full, like, the lease. Yeah. Right. Like two weeks into the fucking apartment. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was a full, like, year's lease that you're breaking. Yeah. It was more than a couple thousand dollars. Yeah. Like, it was absolutely ridiculous. But, obviously, we had to do what we had to do. Because it was also, like, at the the tip of being too expensive for me. Because at that time, like, Cohen and I weren't together. So, for me to, like, afford by myself, I was like, I don't want to pay this much money. Mm -hmm. For a three-story townhome, two-bed, two-and-a-half bath. Like, I don't need that for just myself. So I was like, I don't want it. And then, yeah, same thing with him, like them. They were like, I don't want it either. <laughs> so had to pay a pretty fucking penny to break that lease. And obviously we only have, what is it? November, December, January, February, March, April. We have like five months until our lease is up. So yeah. I don't know how much it would be to break a lease, but. I bet you it would probably be like 700 and maybe $1,000. I would assume more. No, five months. Yeah. To break the lease and move out. Yeah. I don't think so. Uh, we'll find out, I guess, if Cohen's really about to go look. But I really will fucking go and ask. But like, hey, I, I live here, and this is how long our lease we have left, and how much would it cost if we wanted to break it and leave? Okay. We will update you guys next week. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's our Becky the Bus update. It was my first time going back to Becky after, like, three months. I had events every weekend, so Cohen was going by himself and working on it and everything. I was only seeing, I felt like y'all, because the only stuff I would see from the bus is what he was posting vlogs, and he was so far behind on vlogs that I haven't even seen half the shit that was actually done because he hasn't posted it yet. Yeah. So that was so exciting to see everything, and obviously, yeah, it just made me fucking pumped, and we worked on a really exciting project this weekend, so that made me even more excited. Like, we finally did some shit on the inside, because the inside has looked the same since, I swear, like last october yeah <laughs> like then we started just doing other things so yeah. i'm excited to make more progress and see all the progress and like yeah it's not going to take long to build out the, the cabinets, inside hell no the that cabinets, shit's gonna go by the shower and like, yeah the only thing that i think is going to take the longest is like we can leave a spot to where all the lines and stuff would run through and get everything to run through that like section where everybody usually has that section like like a trim piece in a sense mm -hmm. we can leave that open and have everything run through it and then either seamlessly put everything together and, and make it all look nice after that yeah um so we can do pretty much three-fourths of everything inside of the bus and get everything ran and moved like all the wiring everything done that we want to have like certain like outlets and stuff at mm -hmm. connect it run it back to where the electrical part's going to be it'll be easy so it would like probably go by within the only thing that I'm scared about is the electrical was probably going to take a month. I mean, yeah, but that's expected. Yeah. But I was I, just thinking, cause I just remembered this though. When we were trying to break our lease prior 
um, I believe, because I ended up staying in the unit, he ended up moving out because he had somewhere else to go, and I didn't. So I stayed in the unit until the lease was actually broken because they require you to put in a 60-day notice in general. Like, you can't just break the lease and leave. Like, you can leave, but they're going to expect two months' rent for, like, a 60-day notice of vacating your premise. So you're telling me... So, like, if we put in our, like, if we, we're saying we want to break our lease now, we really couldn't break it until, Jan- like, we would have to pay through January. That's not bad. No, it's not. But I just, I just remembered that, like, fact, I guess, from, like, the last time we broke it was that they made me, like, you have to stay 60, or I'm sorry, I keep saying staying, because I guess they can't make you stay here, but, like, you had to pay 60 days, and then the lease is officially broken. So that's also why it was more expensive. Like we had to pay the fee to break the lease, but then we also had to pay the two months rent that we were technically like still holding because of the notice. And that's why I stayed in that unit until like October Mm -hmm. because I was like, well, I mean, we are paying for it. So I have two months to find another place kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So it was helpful, but like just a fuck ton of money to break it at the beginning and to still pay 60 days of rent because it's November. So yeah, we'd have to pay like December rent. And probably prorated or something because it's only like November, what, 6th, 7th that we're recording yeah. this. So I don't know. That's just something to also look into. But I will say when you guys are listening to this podcast, though, there will be another Becky LaBus video of the extended bumper. And I absolutely love that video. It's like so fun. And it's like one of my favorites so far. Like we have a like, back deck. Yeah. Like we have a back deck on the bus. It's not 100% finished. It still needs stained. And then it still needs a couple of like screws in the middle to where the boards will stay down properly. But, but we other can than stand that, on it. we can stand on it. We can literally do whatever we want. Open up the back door, and it's amazing. Like it feels so mm-hmm. good. Dad, yeah. In the video, Dad brings a chair and just sets on it, and it's it looks like it's just gonna be so much fun. I agree. I'm so pumped. I agree. So if, after you're listening to this podcast, definitely go watch the Becky the Bus video of the extended bumper because it's definitely worth the watch. Hell yeah. So as you guys know, we do every other, you know, episodes on each other's channels. And with that, we each get to pick the topic every time we do this. I sound like a broken record at this point, but in case you don't know that. I think that keeps it interesting and fun because Mm -hmm. whenever it's on my channel, sometimes I tell Cohen ahead of time what we're going to be talking about. But other times it's just like, this is what we're going to talk about and vice versa. So today I prepped Cohen just with the phrase mental toughness versus like physical toughness. And that's what I want to talk about today because it's something that I have observed in our relationship (laughs) and (laughs) it's not a bad thing. I'm not like mad about it. There's no downside. It's just an interesting observation that I haven't really had in any other, I guess, like relationship, but also like friendships. Like, I don't know how to explain it. It's just something that I haven't noticed with anyone else and I only notice it with us. And I think it's very cool. There's pros and cons to everything. So I guess backstory to that or just giving examples so we can like start conversation about it. I started to realize this whenever I started working out with Cohen, whenever we started doing the 75 hard, because I really wanted to work out, but I'm not good at it. Like I've never done it. I, you know, conditioned all through high school when I did competitive cheer and stuff, but I never like worked out. I was not in the gym. We were just doing planks and like body kind of like weight exercises in the gym yeah and like the cheer gym let's be more specific you're talking whenever you say workout to people working out could be running working out could so we're be doing swimming weightlifting. working out yes so weightlifting is 
what you're talking about. So Correct. lifting weights instead of working out. So I know, yeah, that's true. Working out yeah. can be anything. I mean, when I started weightlifting with Cohen, I didn't know what I was doing or how to do anything, form on anything, whatever. Like Cohen does. He's not like a personal trainer by any means, but like he knows what he's doing and yeah. he's been trained by a personal trainer before. And then him and I started working out together. And I just started noticing this because I would swear up and down. He'd be like, here, here's this 20, like dumbbell or whatever. And I'd be like, um, I can't do that. And he'd be like, yes, you can. And I'm like, no, I can't. Do not even put that on my lap. Like, I'm not going to be able to do that. And he's like, yes, you can. You got it. And then like with my whole chest, I'd be like, fine, I'll fucking try it. But like, it's not going to happen. And then it would happen. And I'd be like, whoa. <laughs> and I'd be like, damn, I'm strong. And then, you know, then I went to 25s. But like every time something like that would happen, especially the first round of doing 75 hard where everything was so new, I would like battle him on every time he'd be like here's up up the weight up the weight and I'd be like no no I can't I can't I can't and he's like you can and I wouldn't believe him because I like really wouldn't believe my like I could do it so I started to observe that where obviously you kind of just believed in me and my strength more than like I thought I was physically capable of doing and then I started noticing on the flip side like in the home just random things that we'd be doing or me planning something or talking about my schedules or the amount of time that I spend doing doing a task. Because I don't want to say work ethic because I think we have the same like work ethic, but there's something about my mental toughness versus his physical toughness. And I don't have the physical toughness and he does not have the mental toughness. And like we play off of each other and both are good. None of them are bad, but... You know, I I can see a challenge ahead of me and be so ready to like tackle it and like go through the mental, I guess, steps before I even start doing something. Like I'm able to like look at something and be like, damn, okay, this is gonna be hard as fuck. Here's my steps. Here's what I need to do. I'm gonna get this done. I can do this. Where like Cohen would see something, a challenge of a task or something like that and be like, I'm not fucking doing that. And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, yes, you can. You can do that. And he's like, no, I can't. And it was kind of like the flip, but not with weights. Like it would be me telling you that like, you are capable. Like you are very strong, like minded. I'm like, you're very smart. Like, what do you mean? Like you're able to do that. And like, he wouldn't believe it. But then in the gym, you know, you'd be like, you lift this weight. You could do this. And I'm like, no, I can't. I can't do that. I'm not going to fucking do that. And I just thought it was so interesting. And I haven't really observed that with me and anyone else where I just have that mental toughness, but no physical toughness. But like you are very physically tough. And I guess like you push your body. So I don't want to say like you're just so strong and I'm like weak because it's not really about like that. It's Mm -hmm. just that you're able to see past the challenge of doing something physical and know that you could do it. And that like your mind is like strong enough to get your body to do that versus like doing anything outside of the gym. (laughs) (laughs) Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think that's another thing is I've always my worth ethic for like basketball because I was really good at basketball was practicing and practicing and like driving to the hoop and going up against my father. And like you guys, if you watch any of my videos, he's a big fucking man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like driving to a hoop to a fucking just tree lump like in the in the middle of the drive through like the driveway, you know, like it's scary and it's something that you got to push yourself to do and there's times that like i would run straight into him he'd be a brick and i'll just 
fly, fly back. Yeah. So, like, you just have to have that mental, in a sense, toughness of being physically tough. Yeah. Like, but, like, when you would run into him, you wouldn't be like, well, I'm never doing that again. No, like, you would do, do it again. again. Yeah. And you do it again and again and again until you get it. Yeah. Where here at home, like, if you're doing homework or something that's, like, <laughs> like the mental. Yeah. And, like, I don't know what other word to use it, but, like, because it is mental. You still are mentally tough to do physically tough things. But, like, yeah. it, you're, those skills for you just aren't as transferable to doing other things in the home. Mm-hmm. Where, like, you'll look at a project and be like, oh, my fucking God. Like, I, I don't even know where to start, so I'm just, like, not going to. Hmm? And then it's, like, I'm over it kind of thing versus and i say that to you all the time i'm like you it's a skill like you got to practice at it you got to like yeah get better and even when we talk about you know coping skills because my like psychology degree comes out all the time where i'm like well you gotta like practice it it's not like you just get to wake up one morning and be like i have no trauma <laughs> like you gotta wake up every day and actively work towards moving through that i don't want to say moving past it because it never really goes away but like moving through it and I have that toughness in my like mentality where I think you get intimidated by that kind of like task of mm-hmm. like practicing something else that isn't physical because mm-hmm. you will fail and fail and fail lifting a certain weight, but you're going to go back the next morning and try again. Yeah. But then like working on something like homework or coping skills or something like that, it's like, I'm not even going to do it. Well, I feel like it's more physically I can see it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm looking at this weight, and I'm like, this is going to be fucking hard, but mm-hmm. I'm excited. Like, let's do this. Like, let's take it up. Yeah. Like, like, screw it. But, like, mentally, like, not you're not able to see that. Like, you're not able to tackle it. But you feel it. Yeah, you feel it, but you can't tackle it. Like, you can't take it off. Like, take off the weights if you want to. Because it's still mentally, like, it's still there. Yeah. So, like, I can't do anything about it but work through it. Mm-hmm. but with weightlifting if it's too heavy i'm gonna take five pounds off each side and then throw it up again and then i'm like this is more mentally i'm, I'm thinking i can't get it and then i do it mm-hmm. so i would say yes i would say that you're more mentally like capable of a lot of other things because you have that background in psychology i've only took on one class of psychology i don't want to say it's because of that because this is what we talk about too my degree has educated me yes but i don't want to say none of that because i don't want to like belittle a psychology degree by any means but like it's not like you also aren't able to educate yourself outside of the degree so that's where it's almost like well i don't have a degree so like I don't know, but it's like you can still educate yourself. Like Google is free. You can read, you know, like reports and you can read, you know, peer reviewed essays and like you can do all the things that I did in my degree. Yeah. And like educate yourself and then like actively work towards a goal that you have. Yeah. Like you would in the gym. But the goals that you have in the gym are easier for you to tackle than to like. And the vice versa is like, I, I don't have that much drive in the gym because I don't really believe in myself. And I'm like, I can't do that. Like, I'm not even going to try. Just give me the 15s. I want it to be easy. Like, I want it to be like, you know, I'm like, but like, I don't want to be like dying, you know, but that's how we look at weightlifting where I feel like the mental workload or the mental just work in general of education or like moving past things is hard. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like I've taken a couple of big steps recently with, like, all of that. Um, I've, like, done some research myself of, like, certain coping mechanisms and stuff like that that I need to read into more and look into more and stuff. And Mm -hmm. it's definitely, obviously, now is, like, 
before I would have just brushed off some of like my mental stuff and been like, I'll just worry about it another day type thing because today's better and let's just keep moving forward and let's keep moving forward. And then realizing that I can't move forward until like you figured it. figure it out and address all of it and go over all of it. So pushing it aside isn't isn't facing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think I realized that as well too before my transitioning is like this isn't something I can push away. Like I need to face this. And mm-hmm. I should have realized then more mentalness and stuff, but I think also to come with my transitioning has caused, you know, some more mental issues and stuff along those lines. Mm-hmm. Um, I would suggest, like, the possibility of the thought of, like, not being good enough because I got left because of my transitioning, in a sense, if that makes any in sense. In a previous relationship. Yeah, in a previous relationship, yeah. They wasn't okay with me transitioning, and then they left. Mm-hmm. So then I didn't feel capable of being loved as a trans man. And I think... This is, like, super, super, super watered down and very specific to what Cohen is saying. So I don't want anybody to take this as, like, psychological advice or being like, Marissa, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, that's not applicable to everything. I'm not trying to be applicable to everything. But the super watered down version of even just, like, that mental toughness is, like, or, like, putting what I just said, the beginning of, like, mental toughness versus, like, physical toughness into an example is, for me, like, when you tell me that story, I immediately... How do I say this? I feel like I feel like I live my life out of spite. But like in a very positive way. Like I am Miss Sunshine, you know, like Olivia Rodrigo, like I got sunshine in my motherfucking pocket, okay? <laughs> like that is me. And but I do it out of spite. So like almost like when you tell me that and like, you know, I I don't feel loved and I'm not trying to make fun of you, but like I don't feel like I'm able to be loved because someone left me because of my transitioning. I'd be like, "Okay." So that was happening to me. I would then live my best life because they're the one missing out. Yeah. Like, what does that decision have anything to do with my future? Yeah. Other than, of course, you guys aren't together anymore. But, like, at that point, you already knew that that relationship was not going to be a thing Mm -hmm. before then. Yeah. But, like, it was really solidified when they made that comment. Yeah. So, I don't know. I feel like... I have a lot of conversations in my head and Cohen and I talked about this recently too where he thinks that like me doing all of this is so easy and I'm like you don't have no idea what goes on in my head like the amount of like banter that I have with myself or like arguing with myself or like my normal Marissa brain versus like my psychology Marissa brain like my therapist in my own head is like they're just constantly like this is not how you should be reacting (laughs) (laughs) and so like little things like that where I'm like okay like I know I know that if I was in therapy talking about this my therapist would ask some you know question that's going to piss me off and just being like so does that define your worth and you'd be like no (laughs) (laughs) but like and I do that to myself like I'm constantly I guess questioning my own thoughts but in like a good way but like a spiteful way and also in like a like let's let's address the feelings like where are my feelings coming from why do I feel unloved does that actually mean that I'm unloved like what are the facts behind this thought versus like is there any any ground for this belief in my head to stand on mm-hmm. or am I just believing something because your brain does lie to you like your anxiety lies to you mm-hmm. like that is that is fact like what you think is not always true so I'm constantly questioning what I'm thinking and asking myself like okay for example 
Cohen did not unpack my bag last night, but he unpacked his bag last night after coming home from Becky. And I could have immediately been like, wow, Cohen is mad at me. What did I do? And start going down this rabbit hole for 30 minutes of thinking about everything that happened this weekend and why he would be mad at me. But then I was like, one, I could just go ask him if he's mad at me and then stop all those thoughts in their tracks, which is what I did. I just walked into the room and I was like, are you mad at me? <laughs> and he was like, no, why? I'm like, I was sitting there on my computer immediately. <laughs> I, I'm also the type of person that has ADHD really bad. So like I unpacked the dog's bag, nothing distracted me. I started unpacking my bag, brought out my computer and immediately I was just like, shit, I have homework to do tonight. I need to do my homework. Okay. And started doing it. Fuck. And I started doing my homework. But that's what, like, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know that. I can't read your mind. So the brain also tries to make sense of things. If it doesn't know what's going on, you're going to come up with a reason. But 90% of the time, nine times out of 10, that reason that you're making up in your head is wrong. Yeah. So addressing it head on and just, like, figuring it out yourself is going to stop any kind of, like, negative self-talk or self-doubt or just, like, creating scenarios in your head. So, yeah, I immediately was like, why did he not unpack my bag? Is he mad at me? Let's go find out. Instead of spending 30 minutes thinking about if you're mad at me, why you would be mad at me, why am I not good enough, why is all of these <laughs> things, like, why did you not love me, like, all the things <laughs> that you would be doing. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, like, 100%, I would have just sat there and, and thought continued about it. to just still think about it. Would have just cooked the food and finished and be like, babe food and dinner's ready or something because you were making food and uh and then after food i would have just went and unpacked my own bag and would have been like i don't know what i did wrong and then it would have just you would have simmered in that yeah it would have stayed in me for like at least a good solid week but for what been, so last weekend i know yeah for, then you would have for, <laughs> forgive and forget where you got it for what for what <laughs> I literally love how you just mocked the name of this podcast. <laughs> forgive and forget. Because we talked about this, though. A lot of the times, you are the one that uses that phrase more than yeah. me. And 90% of the time, you don't even need to use that phrase. If, if it would have been addressed in the moment, like I just did. I thought about it, walked straight back there, and i like, are you mad at me? And you said, no, I'm sorry. Like, I just got distracted by my laptop. And I said, okay, I just was wondering because you didn't unpack my bag. Bada boom, bada bam, got an answer. Yeah. <laughs> And then I don't have to sit there thinking about it. I could see myself, the fact that I'm using the forgive and forget a lot more than what you do is, like, due to, like, the past traumas and stuff of, like, mm -hmm. not being able to show emotion. Oh, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I love yeah. that you use it. I want to have these systems in place to make you feel comfortable talking about it. Yeah. So I don't I think want that's to think what that. helps me actually, like, have that comfortability mm -hmm. of, like, talking about my feelings because... It was a no-feeling household for me growing up. Yeah. And, uh, you know, no crying unless you're, like, physically in pain. Like, like if you have a broken arm. Yeah, like, broken arm. And even then when I had a fucking broken arm, like, shattered my elbow. My parents didn't believe me. And then still sent my ass to school the next day. And then I was in a cast from here all the way down because the teacher sent, my, sent me home the next day, like, when I went to school the next day. Sent me home and was like, he needs to get his arm looked at. Like, he can't fucking move it. <laughs> so then my mom finally took me, and it was fractured elbow because I landed on it and fucked it up. But it was just Which, like... Yeah, that's, it, it, yeah, everybody has different, you know, upbringings and home lives. So I'm yeah. glad that we have a system in place that makes you feel comfortable. So please keep using it. I wanted to give it to our children, too, oh, yeah. one day. Of, like, feeling wish... any certain way whatsoever. Like, just... Oh, yeah. They need to... They should feel comfortable to come and talk to us. 100%. Yeah. I just want you to feel comfortable talking sooner. <laughs> than a week 
<laughs> I think it's still like something I I do have a little bit of a mental game with myself at times of like, is this something really worth like talking about? And but if we talk about is it, is talking. it something that's going to turn into an argument or and do this? that thought is also based on some sort of a trauma, thinking that every time you brought up your feelings, it's going to cause a fight. Yeah, because that isn't it. Really, shouldn't be the case when you're talking about feelings. You can't argue feelings. Yeah, you can't argue with someone when someone says, "I feel not heard." You can't yeah. be like, "No, you don't." <laughs> Because, like, that's their feelings. Like, yeah. you literally cannot rebuttal that. Yeah. So, talking about your feelings should never lead to an argument. What leads to an argument... Is you pointing out yous. You did yes, this. Yes, is you using, did that. like, even just factual language, too. So, if you want to bring up something with your partner about them leaving their shoes on the floor. Number one, it shouldn't just come out of nowhere and be like, why do you always leave your shoes on the floor? Like, that is very accusatory. It's very attacky, especially with the tone and especially with the uh, the word always. Like, if you wipe always, never from your vocabulary, a lot of conversations will go so much smoother because nothing is, is a, like, definitive like that. Mm-hmm. You learn that in, you know, Science 101 when you learn the hypothesis. And, like, like nothing is 100%. Even in fact is, like, it's never going to be always. And it's never going to be never. Like, it's always most likely, least likely, like, those kinds of things. So if you're going to use something, it's just saying, that, like, I've noticed that your shoes are left by the door often Mm -hmm. how can we remedy this and that's how you start a conversation if you want to start an argument go ahead yeah accuse them you know say you say always like that's going to start an argument you're not going to get changed out of that you're not going to get someone listening to you you're just going to get someone defending themselves and but that's also like you learn those things you learn how to communicate through your parents and you learn from other relationships you learn from school like all of the examples that you have in your life is what teaches you that. So it's not to say that you and, and I'm not talking about you. I'm just saying people in general. But like that's not to say that any of that is just inherent to you. You can change that, though. You can decide, I don't want to be like that anymore. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to stop this cycle. And I'm going to change. And I'm going to do yeah. the mental work to recognize when I'm feeling this way or when I want to start a conversation like that and stop myself before it gets there. Yeah. And even when you make that decision – it's not going to happen overnight. Like you're going to have mistakes and you're going to mess up. But yeah. communicating that decision to your partner can be really helpful and say, hey, Cohen, I've noticed that I do this a lot and I don't mean to. Like I don't mean to start arguments with you and I don't want to do that. So I'm going to be actively working on it. So if I mess up the next few months or something like that, like give me some grace um, and maybe outside of that conversation, like bring it up to me later because I might not notice and little things like that because then you guys can work together to to fix an issue like that. Yeah. So that was very non-negotiable of me, but, <laughs> but that's like I, the, we the knew mental this, load. We knew that this pot, like this one specifically for the mental and physical was going to be in the non-negotiable territory just a tad bit. Mm-hmm. Um, just due to the fact of like, due to the, the whole... fact. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we had a conversation before we recorded this. Because Cohen was recording a video out here in the living room, and I'm editing on my computer. Oh, my I, post-op of six months top surgery. Yeah, and I come out, and he goes, could you hear me? I said, yeah. He goes, was it good? I'm like, yeah. I said, you know how people use um a lot when they talk? And he goes, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, your um is due to the fact. Due to the fact. I'm like, you just throw that in. You sprinkle it. Just in, a little, little in sprinkles like every sentence. <laughs> like, just I, randomly. I feel like it's good, because, like, I literally, there is a pretty good point to put it in. N- well. Yes. I, 
I would say most of the times that you used it in that video, it was not applicable. Okay, but this one was apple, apple, whatever. Applicable. Applicable. <laughs> App. App. Lickable. Lickable. Yeah. Lickable. I'm breaking it down for you, but yeah, applicable. Applicable. Yeah, but either way, I told him that he uses due to the fact a lot, so now I'm gonna point it out every time you do it. Okay. What were we just talking about? Um, you were saying that. I don't remember. <laughs> Damn it, baby. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was a really good part of the song. <laughs> Literally, what did we just talk about? I don't know. I was saying that this is a very non-negotiable episode. Oh. Yes. Due to the fact. <laughs> <laughs> that obviously we're talking about like the physical loads and stuff of like just being mentally strong and physically strong. Mm-hmm. And I... I, there's a lot of shit that I feel like I need to like work on with myself, and I also everybody does. Feel... I don't want this to feel like you you need to work on stuff because I also oh, I need, to need to work on myself. upping my physical strength and my belief in my physical strength. Yeah, and I would say like I never even really like seen it like that at all because like whenever I give you like the twenty pounds to do like shoulder presses, you're just like I can't do it. I'm like you fucking got it. Like I'm right here. I got you. Like we got this together. Let's do this. And I do that with you. Yeah. But with, like mental but stuff like i never really looked at it like that at no. all and like that was it's kind of different and strange to think about it at the that's same what i'm time. saying it's an interesting observation yeah. that we do even i was just thinking of another example like us at the bus like you can like really push your body and work sun up to sun down on the bus where like i will hit a point where i'm like i'm fucking tired and i want to go eat lunch <laughs> and i'm not saying that you like shouldn't eat lunch but i'm just saying like I could sit at my desk and edit a video for eight hours because, like, I'm mentally, like, focused and disciplined enough to get a task done like that. (laughs) But you are more, like, disciplined to get a physical task done. Yeah. Where I will come up with excuses or come up with, like, reasons to, like, take a break. I I come up with excuses and reason to get our asses away from the computer. Yeah. Like, even this morning where he's like, okay, I'm going to film my video right now. And then I come out of the bedroom and he's, like, vacuuming. (laughs) I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, well, I just want to clean the carpet. I'm like, for what? A video that no one's going to see the carpet in? Yeah, you saw the carpet just a tad bit in the video. <laughs> Probably not, actually. Probably at all, not. But But he does that every time. Or, like, when he needs to sit down and do homework, he first has to, like, <laughs> clean the entire house before he'll sit down and do homework. I feel like I'm exhausting <laughs> myself out, like, physically. <laughs> To just be able to sit there and just think <laughs> mentally. And then I'm like, at the time, I don't even want to do that either. I'm like, I'm just so fucking wore out and tired. Because <laughs> when we go down to Becky, and it's like... It's exhausting. Literally quite, like, t- literally from sun up to sundown. Yeah. I'm like working my ass off. There's multiple times that I forgot to do lunch. Oh, yeah. Or I'll just grow up and grab a sandwich real quick and walk down eating the sandwich as I'm still working on the bus. I think another way to picture this is like thresholds or like your cups. You know, like my physical cup will empty a lot sooner than yours. Yeah. Where like my your mental cup will empty a lot sooner than mine. Yeah. So like, yeah, I can sit down and do a single task for eight hours, but like you could not. No. But you could sit and walk around the bus for eight hours and I could not. Like some of the jobs that I had, I physically, mentally hated them so bad because I was just sitting there. So maybe IT wasn't the best career field to go into, in all honesty. <laughs> not really quite sure why, but it probably wasn't. But well, you're almost there now. Yeah, I'm already about Can't to graduate. Can't change your major. So, fuck it. 
uh, I loved like some of the jobs that was like constantly on my feet and like constantly moving and doing something because like I just couldn't physically stop moving. I don't know if that's my ADHD or what it is, but yeah, we could probably look into getting you medicated. <laughs> <laughs> I was just all over the place. Yeah, like there's quite a few times that some of the jobs that I have, people are like, "Come on, you're fucking worth ethic," and it's like how fast you are and just like you fucking move and you get shit done. And I'm just like, "Yeah, let's fucking go." Yeah, let's get it. But set my ass down on a computer for eight hours, and I'm, like, passed out in a chair. Yeah. So. And that's what I mean. Like, there's nothing wrong with it. Like, there's, people just work differently. It's just an observation I've had. Yeah. So there's nothing wrong with my side of, like, the me lacking in the strength department or, like, the mentally being strong department. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with you lacking in the other department. It's just a fun observation. There was a couple of times that Marissa, when we were down at the bus, she was like, okay, I'm going to go um use the bathroom we're gonna get a drink and let's get some lunch and i'm just like i'm in the middle of a project right now like let's get this done let's do this let's go yeah no yeah no she fucking made us pause and go up and i'm like sitting there and i'm fucking shoving my face <laughs> and i'm finally done and marissa's still on the damn sandwich still eating like pickup chips and then just like looking at research stuff on like tiktok or whatever it is and i'm just like all right let's go i'm done yeah. let's get back <laughs> even yesterday morning you already went down Oh, yeah. And I was eating breakfast because you were like, are you coming? And I was like, well, I'm going to eat breakfast first. Like, <laughs> I, you didn't, but I'm going to. And then I finished, like, my food. And he's like, okay, let's go. I was like, I am still finishing my coffee. Give me a fucking <laughs> second. <laughs> but, like, I enjoy working on the bus. Yeah, I just, I cannot be physical for that long. And I can't, like, physical. Like, uh, yeah, working on buses, like, is, you know, you're drilling, you're cutting. Like, it's not even just, like vacuuming walking around the house it's like very physical mm -hmm. like very much physical labor so i can't do that as long as you can even though i would like want to i don't think there's anything wrong with that like everybody has you know different thresholds and stuff i think it's just funny that yeah i can sit and work on a task and be like mentally tough enough to be disciplined with like time management or like prioritizing and like getting stuff done in a certain like order to make sure things get done and things get moving and you're just like flying by the seat of your pants. I swear, if I'm trying to be mentally tough and stuff, if I was to like come in here, like let's say I'm sitting on my computer. I've done this multiple times. Let's just say I, I'm sitting on my computer and I'm working on my computer and then I'll grab my phone and I'll get up and I'll come into the kitchen. I will physically set my phone inside the refrigerator and get a drink and then shut the refrigerator door and walk back and not know where the hell my phone's at because I'm like mentally not there. Yeah. And like I'm just, I can't like... I just can't think straight sometimes with trying to be so mentally tough with it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's definitely not like it's probably definitely a con for myself, but there's no cons for yourself. There are um, strengths and then there's opportunities for growth. That's where you want to go with strength and weaknesses. No, like, there's no definitely weakness. A weakness. <laughs> there is no weaknesses. It's all about changing your language, baby. That's like the mental tough too is like I, I mm. am very specific with how I talk to myself and like things that I, how I, raise them in my head and trying to stay positive because I got sun in my motherfucking pocket and I think that stuff's really important see I think that's probably the main issue that I have is like you would never find me like saying that I have sunshine in my motherfucking pocket and I'm like the most handsomest guy ever or yes huh I've said a couple of times it's you on record and probably boyfriend. every episode I just feel like you actively choose to like self-sabotage because I feel like you have good thoughts and then you will somehow tell yourself not to think those good thoughts and instead think bad thoughts. And it's crazy. It's a it's a weird phenomenon that I witness. 
Because <laughs> you'll look at yourself in the mirror and be like, damn, I look good. Actually, I'm ugly. And you'll just walk away. <laughs> or, like, just just random things like that. And I'm like, no. It, what? I think there's a couple of times that I'm like, man, babe, how did you find such, like, a handyman? Mm-hmm. And then I sit back and like think. Like, you're confident like, in yourself. And then, yeah, you'll sit back and think and be like, I of suck. Three-fourths of it, my dad's, like, pretty much told me how to build it. So, am I really handy or am, am I just But listening? you can't belittle your accomplishments because it doesn't matter how you got there or, or who helped you. Like, it's good to get help. Yeah. And getting help isn't a weakness. I think you view that as a weakness. Yeah. That, like, asking for help or <laughs> receiving help somehow diminishes the, the progress that you make or the work that you do. Yeah. And every billionaire and CEO didn't get there on their own. Like, they have help. <laughs> I just hate pulling the whole, like, <laughs> the grind. Like, fuck the grind. I don't... <laughs> but it's true. Like, people in who are successful got there by getting help. Yeah. And it's okay to ask for help. And that's not a weakness. And I think even how we just said, like, there is no weakness. It is an opportunity for growth. And I think the way that you talk to yourself matters. And I actively choose to talk to myself positively and actively choose to change the way that I view certain things. But I didn't, I wasn't always like that because again, I just said it's a choice. Like I realized at some point in my life that I was like self-tabotaging myself Mm -hmm. and that I wasn't helping myself. And I'm like, for what? Like, why am I going to be my own worst enemy? Yeah. Who, Why? I need to be my biggest supporter, like my number one fan, like my person that hypes me up because I have other people that do that for me as well, but it has to start with me. And like when I made that decision and I made that realization since then, like I changed the way I talk. I changed the way that I view things. I change the way that I like just view every situation that happens. And I even changed the music that I listen to. I think that is so important and I will take that to my grave. I talk about this a lot, but I don't even think I talk about it enough that I think the music that I listen to has a big impact on my outlook and like positivity as well. Because I listened to, this is before Taylor Swift. So it isn't just like Swifty, but before that, like I just choose to listen to more like upbeat music, like, you know, body positivity music. I'm a boss ass bitch type music. Like I'm the greatest good you're ever going to get type music versus listening to music that is like, so sad makes you want to cry puts you in your feelings like Mm -hmm. really is like the worst music ever like (laughs) like I I stopped listening to sad music and especially like breakups for example like you could choose not to say some people need to cry so make make a cry playlist I have one my in my feels playlist do I listen to it very often no but you could choose to listen to breakup music that's going to make you cry and feel worse and feel really shitty or you can listen to upbeat breakup music listen i'm not gonna forget it's a shout out to my ex (laughs) like listen to that rather than like why did someone leave me i feel like nothing like you're (laughs) then you're just like wallowing i'll never forget it was after top surgery and there was a video of like a bunch of tiktokers came out with um that's like don't watch the lewis capel whatever lewis capaldi music video because it's so sad it is literally i'm in bed and Marissa comes in, and I'm just, like, bawling. And I already knew what he watched. I was like, did I was you like, watch the fucking Lewis video? <laughs> I was bawling. <laughs> like, like when I tell you I was bawling, like, she walked back out again, and I just started letting tears fall again. And like, I was like, ugly crying. So, yeah, like, I'm not like, you're ugly. <laughs> no, I'm like, <laughs> it's a 
type of cry. <laughs> well, you, I like could cry thinking about the music video because it's so sad. It was like See, the saddest thing ever. Why did you choose? We need to unpack and, that. Why did you choose to self sabotage in that moment? I don't know. The video was... said, "Don't do it." Why did you do it? Because I wanted to see what all the hype was about, and there I was like, no "Surely hype. I'm not going to cry." No, there's no hype. People were saying, "Don't fucking do it." And I was like, "Surely I'm it. not going to cry." But of course, the only reason why I think everybody don't, cried. Don't talk about it. We're not going to be sad on this podcast. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Nope. I think I know why. I yeah. We can. But all if it was other, assume. if it was something else, I don't think I would have cried. But like, why but, would you do that to yourself? I don't know. I was in my feels. Yeah, I was depressed. It was after top <laughs> surgery. I was like feeling like a burden of like making Marissa take care of me, do everything for me, and I hate that type of person. So like, putting this visually, you have a plate, <laughs> and not there's nothing like wrong with any kind of food groups. I just need to put this in like very visual terms. But you have like a plate of just candy, and then you have a plate of like good food. You know. Mm-hmm. candies is also good everything in moderation blah 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 all the disclaimers but you know <laughs> i just can already see the comments but like good food <laughs> just candy you feel like shit which one should you choose the good food so then why did i choose in, the yes, <laughs> you feel like shit and so you choose things that are going to continue the feeling like shit feeling yeah. versus choosing things that are going to help pull you out of that yeah that's the mental toughness that's the discipline that like you lack in that regard versus <laughs> I lack any kind of physical discipline of like going to the gym, even just upping my weight, running, working on the bus. Like I can't even lift a piece of plywood, but I can, but like I tell myself I can. <laughs> you totally could have lifted that piece of plywood. I know, but I, I lack the discipline to just fucking do it. Yeah. And so, but I have all the mental discipline in the world of like choosing and having the autonomy to choose and making good choices. Not to say that I always make the good choices, but like I'm very aware of like something happens and I have two choices. And I think of everything like that versus just like letting things happen. I don't let anything happen. I make things happen. I choose things to happen. The world is in like my hands kind of thing. Mm-hmm. My world is in my hands versus like, well, this happened. I'm going to wallow now. I'll be like, yeah, this happened. Here are my two choices wallow or fucking do something about it i'm gonna do something about it i would say that's probably yeah i'm i'm definitely my worst critic and being able to like move past like certain things and like scenarios would you say forgive and forget (laughs) for me to forgive and forget yeah it's difficult yeah yeah i don't know there was another episode that we talked about like you don't remember everything that was said but you remember how you feel Mm -hmm. and you know like not saying anything bad about like the way I was raised whatsoever. You know, I love my parents are amazing parents, but there's certain comments and certain things that was created or like said to me as I was like growing up and stuff mm-hmm. that like I still struggle and hold on to it and I still think about it and so on and so forth with certain comments and you and know even with my transitioning the and beauty stuff. Of so therapy. Yeah. Everybody so, needs therapy. If you're listening to this, therapy. you need therapy. <laughs> so like moving past it like forgive and forgetting is probably the hardest thing and Mm -hmm. i know like some other people in my family also has a hard time of forgiving and forgetting and i will say my area of growth because it's not a weakness is that like think of this on like a scale of like you know too far one side or too far the other i feel like i'm too far in some times of like forgiving and forgetting where i will forget something because when I'm trying to be logical about it and like, you know, making these decisions and choosing and all the things that I just said, I'm so quick to drop someone. I'm so quick to be like, yep, okay, we're not friends anymore. Like, okay, we're going to like cut this person off. We're burning that bridge. We're going to do this. Where 
I have missed out on a lot of opportunities to grow friendships or to like mend friendships or to actually like forgive because I forget and I need to work on myself with like the forgiving side of things. And so that's not even to say that like, again, nothing is bad and nothing is good and everything in moderation. And I do know that sometimes I'm too far on the logical side or too far on the like, this is what happened. So like, this is what I'm going to do versus like taking things as they are like mm-hmm. so I, yeah i don't want it to come across that like i am the epitome of like this five-star self-growth journey like no i think yeah everything in moderation and i do need to kind of like come back just a little bit i would say i'm more of with certain things with like forgiving like i let people walk all over me i feel like yeah i don't yeah so like you're more of like so I know I said, like, literally a second ago, like, it's hard for me to forgive and forget of, like, things the way people make me feel, but I still go back and I still take it every single time because I, I have a hard time of letting go. This also reminds me of, like, a little saying of, like, the same the same actions aren't going to yield different results. Yeah. And I thought about this because it was so funny, but Cohen's trying to get this like extension cord out from behind this trash can and he's sitting there just like flipping it and it keeps not getting out of it. And then he's getting angrier and angrier as he's standing (laughs) in the same spot, flipping it in the same way. And then finally he's like, oh my God. And he like walks over there and gets it out. And I look at him, I'm like, doing the same thing is not going to get you a different result. Like change the way you're doing it and you'll get a different result. Like (laughs) if you've already tried it like twice standing there, flipping it the same way, it's probably not going to work the third time. Everybody knows that if you flip the extension cord, it makes that little thing and it comes up. But obviously it was stuck on something. So like, yeah, there's like baseline like rules, like even just rules, let's say to, to grammar and to English, you know, like everybody knows that you use x like you spell certain words but then there's always the exception to the rule yeah and you have to be cognizant of the exceptions to the rules you try the rule once maybe try the rule twice and then it's not working what would be exceptions now like let's try something else (laughs) like (laughs) let me go see and inspect why this it's not it's not flipping (laughs) rather than doing it 20 times i was just sitting behind him like okay (laughs) keep flipping keep flipping it well, his, I could visibly see his, like, anger meter getting higher and higher with each flip. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, I was already, like, in a sense, like, going all over the place yeah. at that moment. Oh, I know. And I was, like, trying to, yeah, like, it wasn't working out. And <laughs> I put a board and screwed it in completely fucking wrong to where it wasn't supposed to be at. And then we had to unscrew it all, and it was just, like, a shit show. In my eyes, but like it was great. But it was like, the journey. Yeah, it was so it was fun. It like I really enjoyed you, it. You fix it. It's okay. Yeah. It's not the end of the world. But it was just the world like, isn't gonna end if she eats a burger. <laughs> like <laughs> we're talking about a book that we're reading. Yeah, it's like the world isn't gonna end because we screwed a board in wrong. Yeah, you just fix it. You just unscrew it and you put it back. But then like, to me, and I'm just like, fuck, we just wasted like another twenty minutes. So then we got to redo this all again, measure again, do this again, and then. But you could. This is where the mental toughness comes in. You have a choice. You could view it. As you wasted 20 minutes or we learned something in that 20 minutes. I'm not going to lie. Like when we were building the seats and stuff like that, you asked me like multiple times, like, am I moving too slow or something? And I was just like, oh, like, you're fine. You were like, it was just, it was slow. You know what I mean? Like, but I didn't say anything because I told myself at that moment, it was me working on myself because I know damn well if this was me and anybody else that was working together, 
like it would be immediately be like just give it to me and like do it themselves like you're going too slow like you're moving so slow and that was also my instinct like that's just how i was raised it's like you know you do this you do this like the best of your ability but you're also doing it like imperfection and you're getting all this stuff done and and all this shit and if you did it and you fucked up it was like heated like pissed you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like i know you know what i mean so For me, I'm like, I didn't get angry. I remember I fucking opened up the saw horses, the seahorses. And you pinched yourself. And I pinched myself in my arm, right? And immediately, because of my instincts and because, like, my thought and, like, how I used to be and anger and all this other stuff, like, I wanted to just chuck that seahorse down (laughs) to the ground and just break the fucking shit out of it is what I wanted to do. But immediately, I was just like, ouch. <laughs> I looked at Marissa, and I was like, <laughs> I hurt, like, so bad. Like, I didn't cry. No, but, like, no. you could see me, like, I laughed, and, like, I just started laughing because I was just like, that fucking hurt me. Like, mm-hmm. I want to punch something or, like, break and the shit I out of something. And I came over, and I gave yeah. you the keys. And then, like. And you were better. Yeah. And then we're working on the seat, and she was like, do 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 Like, you know, did a little drill, and then, like, set it down, and then. I would have, like, all my shit right beside I know, me. I you would, like, move the stuff over here. Get it all over. I'm like, oh <laughs> I was like, God. grab this, the, the screws. And she would grab the screws and then do 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 and, like, put it on the thing. And then she's going backwards. And I'm just like. <sighs> but not everybody knows how to use I know, power tools. I know. But, like, I didn't say anything, though. I didn't say yeah, anything. Yeah, I'm proud of you. Yeah, I wasn't, Until like, now. Now you know, you're saying something. I Well, because it's now <laughs> we're not working on it. But, like. I was trying to, like, calm myself down because I know that I was reacting Mm -hmm. because this is how I've always reacted or this is how I've been reacted to from somebody else. Mm -hmm. So, like, I need to just – it's okay. Like, she doesn't know what she's doing. She's learning as she's going with this. Yeah. So – With that, and that's something that him and I have talked about because I do the same thing. I have to stop myself to, like – React. To react. Because reactions are just that. It's like your knee-jerk reaction. It's your learned response. And however you learned it is, you know, special to everyone. Yeah. But, you know, 90% of the time, your reaction or your learned reaction is not going to be the appropriate response. Yeah. Because it usually comes out of anger, frustration, scared. Like, there's some sort of an emotional illicit response that comes with a reaction. Yeah. And learning how to stop a reaction so that you can actually, like, respond to the situation mm-hmm. rather than reacting to it. That's where growth happens. And being yeah. able, you stopped that reaction and you were like, okay, let's respond to this. Yeah. I It hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Versus also, yeah, yeah, me, like, we fucked up the board. You could have reacted or you <laughs> responded and been like, okay, we fucked up. Let's undo it and try again. Yeah. So, that, but that's something that takes practice. And that's the mental practice versus, like, the physical practice. And, like, you know, yeah. you throw it up again. Like, picture it just with some weights, you know? You got to, like, take five pounds off, but we, we do it again. We're going to throw it back up. I would say that probably was, like, the hardest thing. And I would suggest, like, for myself, uh, like, that's stuff that I still need to work on as well, too, of, like, just my reaction to, like, certain things. Because, like, whenever, you know, like, I don't know why it is like this. Maybe you would know why. But, like, whenever you hurt yourself and whatever hurt you, like, let's say I fell and, like, I was riding a bike, right? And, like, whenever you and Brittany probably went riding and she pushed you over and you fell over, like I laughed. Yeah, you laughed. I would have probably gotten up and like fucking threw the bike to the ground and like just chuck shit because or that's something. Your reaction. Yeah, because I got angry and instead of like yelling or anything, I'm just gonna. 
beat the shit out of the bike. And don't think I'm like say, an angry no, 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 person. No, no. Like I'm yeah. not at that at all. I would never yell at Marissa. I would never do no. anything like that. But like, it's I just want to like, like a, you have like displaced yeah. behaviors, kind okay. of like dogs, for example, when they get really like, excited. They go, and, they go and they find something and put it in their yeah, mouth. Yeah, they just need something in their head to like displace this, this a whole bunch of energy or like yeah. feelings. Yeah. When you talk to babies and like they cry and they have tantrums, it's because they have so much emotion that they don't know what to do with. Yeah. And it comes out in all these different ways. So it's kind of the same way. Like adults, you have to learn emotional, like how to regulate your emotions and like deal with your feelings. And I think becoming self-aware is a good start to that. But then knowing how to name your emotions um, and putting like a label to them also helps because what you felt when you got pinched wasn't anger. You felt pain. Mm-hmm. but it came out as anger. You wanted it to come out as anger. And maybe it's because we need to learn like what those feelings are and how mm-hmm. to respond to those feelings accordingly versus just feeling feeling and then like not knowing what that feeling is and it comes out in a certain way. I actually saw a TikTok of a girl who kind of said that. She's like, I've been working in therapy about this forever. Mm, and my like... The happy or I'm sad. Yeah. And well, yeah. She, I don't know if like you saw the same one, but... She thought she was embarrassed. Yeah. Yes. Well, no, she didn't know she was embarrassed. She was angry. She was angry and sad. But then realized that she actually was feeling embarrassment. Yeah. Which once you learn how to identify the feeling, it helps you to respond accordingly. Yeah. So she's like, now I know that like, this is how I should respond is because like you embarrassed me and I feel shame. Versus being like, why the fuck did you do that? And do like, be angry. Because mm-hmm. you don't feel anger. You feel embarrassed. You feel mm-hmm. shamed. Like, you feel, like, betrayed. Like, yeah. there's so many emotional feelings rather than just, like, angry, sad, happy, scared. Like, <laughs> there's so many. So, there's so much, that, like, behind that. But it's like a displaced behavior. It's just not really knowing how to respond. Because you don't know what the feeling that you're feeling is. Yeah. And learning how to, like, do that. But a lot of people, you stub your toe, they're going to be like, Fuck! Like, it's normal to, like, respond, like, in pain, but, like, taking out the anger on the object that hurts you. Like, there's no reason to, like, like I don't know, run into a door and then turn around and, like, punch the door. Like, I've seen funny TikToks of that. Like, a guy ran into, like, a planter, you know? Like, when he's walking into his house and he turned around and just, like, punched the planter off the fucking porch. And it's like, why would you do that? You know, he probably has walked into that 15 times. Yeah, he's like... And he's like, I'm fucking done walking into this goddamn plant. Get it off. I know. But is that the appropriate response? That's probably the way I would have responded. But then I probably would have immediately turned around, left, went and bought another fucking plant, and then would have hung it back up. Be like, baby, I'm sorry. I just let my anger get the best of me because of this fucking plant. And then I just went and bought another one. So I'm sorry. I'll water it for the rest of the week. But that other plant's going to have to get in the ground because that planter is shattered. It's shattered. (laughs) Because, like, in a sense of, I don't know. Like, yeah, maybe it's, like, also with everything else that's going on. And you're already, like, anxious and you're annoyed Mm -hmm. or certain things along those lines. So it also plays a tale of, like, how you're already feeling. It compounds. Yes. But... You learn this in therapy with coping skills. It's about <laughs> recognizing those things before they get to be too much. Yeah. Like, for example, I used to struggle a lot with anxiety. And I used to have a lot of anxiety attacks in public or, like, kind of in public. And I'd have to, like, walk away to the bathroom to, like, go have an anxiety attack. And it's because I wasn't good at recognizing the signs before it was too late. Like, I could have stopped an attack because I would have been able to recognize, like, 
I'm in a situation that's making me anxious. Something is happening. Why am I feeling like this? Okay. And then start my coping mechanisms of like, let's do deep breaths. Mm -hmm. Let's remove myself from the situation. Let's do these things to be proactive rather than reactive. So when you feel like things are compounding, it's because you weren't paying attention to the signs sooner. Yeah. And, but that takes practice too. And that, takes practice with becoming self-aware and knowing your body and knowing your like physiological responses to things like when you're starting to get sweaty and when you're starting to like get hot and like your ears turn pink and stuff and like then all of a sudden you're angry and you're like why am i angry and i'm like well you were angry 20 minutes ago and you <laughs> marissa caught that. has like this oh i get i get red almost like hides in a sense like patchy mm-hmm. like i don't know there's been twice when that i I've get seen really it. heated yeah when she like gets pissed and like when i say pissed like i mean like run pissed to where if i ever see like if i ever do something and she starts breaking out i'm just gonna be like baby i'm sorry i'm gonna go here i was gonna say that when i was heated it was never directed at him no yeah it was just like in a conversation or something like not about like any like i remember you were on the phone with my sister and you're they were talking about like school stuff and everything and that was going on with that. And Marissa. I'm very passionate about yeah. that topic. Marissa like, just starts getting like these red. And I'm like, babe, like, I was like, what's going on over your neck? And that was the first time. And then the second time was about the whole like place that we live at, at this area and stuff with like questions and shit. With like stuff that we had to deal with, with like rent and the whole shit with the stuff that we were dealing with here and that was the second time i saw it and i was just like i i've also was like kind of like grew up on like if somebody's pissed in our household you like obviously you stay away from them you don't want to piss them off more. you don't want to piss them off more you're walking on eggshells you don't want to do anything to like just set that like over the fucking edge so mm-hmm. like i've always been the type that in like scared in a sense of like i don't want to like say anything or do anything else to like make you like just go over the side Mm -hmm. in a sense like i wasn't saying anything to marissa for like a good solid like 20 minutes but see i'm i'm also and you don't know that because that's your response but like i'm not like that where i'm not gonna take that out on you because i'm very like focused on what my anger is directed towards Mm -hmm. and but you don't know that so yeah yeah but that was like something that i was like thinking in my head i was just like what are you why do you have highs the first time I saw it? And, like, I questioned. I was like, are you okay? Like, did you just break out from, like, something that, like, a new shampoo or, like, yeah, no. something? Yeah, no. I just get, I, when I get heated. Yeah. And then there was a second time that I saw it, and I was just like, okay. I know she's super pissed right now. I'm just going to drive really calmly and smoothly and not look in that direction. I'm not doing shit. Let's just turn on the radio. <laughs> oh, my God. So... <laughs> But I don't know. I I enjoyed this conversation, even though it was kind of non-negotiable-esque. But I mainly just wanted to talk about it because I thought it was an interesting observation. And again, reiterating that there's nothing wrong with either of us. Yeah, no. (laughs) Or how we maneuver. It's all about communication and, yeah, supporting your partner. So, like, you support me in the gym. And I support you at home. Yeah. And, like... Little things and you support well, I me at the I bus. I hope I support you. Yeah, way more than just a gem. I know. I'm saying there's. Like, I'm just being very watered down right now. But I'm saying like you support me in the physical realm. I support you in the mental realm. No, we'll have a whole other episode. We can just like we'll call it. You know how with um, non-negotiable, we have like let's unpack that. Mm-hmm. Like we could just bring a suitcase with like little pieces of paper in it, and we just read all of our baggage, <laughs> all the problems. I don't really think I want to do that. <laughs> 
<laughs> it would be like, damn, Cohen's more fucked up than I thought he was. Cohen's got three suitcases. <laughs> Where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> the suitcases are lined up back to the door, actually. You can't see them right now, but they're there. <laughs> I have a tiny carry-on. I actually think that's quite funny because there was actually a time that I told Marissa, I was like, quite literally... All the baggage that I have right now, I've been trying to get everybody to get that fucking bag off of my, like, my train. But, like, nobody's taking the shit off. <gasps> I know you wanted to end on that, baby. But <laughs> nobody else can get that off for you. Mm. The way you view it. I'm asking for people to take it off of my plate. When it's, it's you. When it's you. my baggage because of them but yeah but it's, it's my baggage to let go of it and to get it off we of talked my... about this too on like a car ride of like forgiveness mm. and how do you forgive and there's like an art to forgiveness and there's a lot of like trick question therapy ways that we go about this in like you know the field and i was kind of like going through it with cohen but in essence because we could have a whole episode on it and i think we should because yeah, we've been trying to end this for like 10 minutes. But ending this on this note of forgiveness has nothing to do with the other person. You think, or I think a lot of people think, that like forgiveness comes when someone apologizes. Mm-hmm. And they say, I forgive you. Yeah, but you can forgive someone without ever talking, talking to, to them. them or like them, you know, saying I'm sorry. But the same thing goes with like baggage and all of these things. It's like you, you letting go of all of that has nothing to do with those people. It, it like you are the one that is benefiting from that not them and like holding on to all of that is only doing you the disservice it's not hurting them at all Mm -hmm. like waiting for them to come get their bag like nobody's gonna come and get that baggage because one some people don't even know the ways that they hurt people so they have no idea that they left baggage with you and even if they did it's not up to them to come and apologize for it because you have to forgive without them even saying anything and that's where true forgiveness comes into play. It's not about being like, baby, I'm sorry I hurt your feelings. And you're like, it's okay, I forgive you. You need to forgive before people even apologize. Because forgiveness has nothing to do with anyone else. It's all about you. Hmm. Well, if that didn't he- hit you deep enough, <laughs> you just did me. You had like an existential crisis yeah, over there. <laughs> quite literally. It's a good thing I have a therapy session in less than five hours. So. Woo! <laughs> If you're listening to this, you need therapy. <laughs> but I hope you guys did enjoy this episode. Yeah, I think it was good. it was a mix between some good fun shit, yeah, good discussion, but also like some like important topics. Yeah, especially for couples as well. You know, definitely take into consideration of like definitely go to therapy. And if you have baggage and stuff, like I was definitely in the reassurance type, and I needed reassurance constantly because I didn't feel good enough, and I wanted to make sure I still am good enough. And there's nothing wrong with reassurance. That. And there's not, but there is a stem into the thought process of, like, as long as you are able to move forward with your life and stuff along those lines and feel good enough, you're not going to need that reassurance. No, but also you have to believe the person giving you reassurance. Yeah, I don't believe you Which also <laughs> is another baggage. Like, you know how you can, like, attach your laptop case to your suitcase? Yeah. It's like that. Like, mm. your suitcase is, like, reassurance, but then there's something with that. Yeah. It's not just reassurance. Because I could tell you every day that I love you, but... Until you believe it, yeah. the reassurance means nothing. Like, I remember, what was it, a comment that somebody was like, damn, Marissa, like, you have such a handy man and stuff like that. Like, I immediately read that. And I was like, yeah. Then I was like, I don't really feel like I'm that handy, though. You got to believe so, it. It's the, just a work on yourself. The actual phrase, fake it till you make it, is scientifically backed, like, through studies. That faking it till you make it works. Hmm. Like, 
the whole reason where I said that your brain lies to you, you can also lie to your brain. And your brain doesn't know if it's right or wrong. It's just going to believe whatever the fuck you tell it. And if you constantly sit here and tell yourself that I'm not good enough, it's going to believe it. But if you sit here and constantly tell yourself I am good enough, it's going to believe it. And that's why daily affirmations work. Like it's not some stupid thing where you stand in the mirror and be like, I am beautiful. I am kind. I am like you feel stupid doing it, but it works. We are going to do that with our children. Yeah. When they're younger and growing up. Now we're finally done. We're we're ending on that perfect note. Thank God. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Forgive and Forget. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Thanks for tuning in and listening to us babble on about amazing shit. And we will talk to you next week. Bye, guys. Bye.